This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with some really good information about home ownership, about real estate. And today we're going to be talking about solar because there is now a marriage of uh, solar and the real estate industry. Um, just as there was 150 years ago when Thomas Edison came up with the incandescent light bulb, uh, I'm sure there were people that were saying, it ain't ever going to work. So, you know, and they rejected it. And, of course, now we all have LED lights, and, uh, and many, many people now have solar power. So we're going to talk about that. And to help me with that today, I had to bring in somebody that knew a little bit more about solar than I do. And therefore, we have John Labeco of uh, Soltech Industries right out of Clovis. So you're a local company, too. Correct. Good morning, Don. Good, Good morning, morning, everyone. Yeah. And um, now you also have a real estate background. I think you have a license. More importantly, you have a mother-in-law in the industry. I have family that's been doing real estate for several years. I think one of your first transactions, Ken Newfield's transactions back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, were all involved with uh, my wonderful mother, mother-in-law. Shout out to Patricia Howe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and she reminded me that you were going to be on the show this weekend to take good care of you. All right. So, all right. So... Uh, solar, I, I'll preface everything with this. Solar is something that not everybody understands, and I think it's because there's so many different facets to it. Um, there's the production of it. There's the size of the, the appliances up there. Then uh, the part that I think gets to a lot of uh, realtors and where I say we have to have this marriage of understanding is that when it comes to financing it. Uh, that can th- put a roadblock into the sale of, a, of another property, a sale of a property. So let's try to understand all of that. But let's start with the basics. What is solar? Why do we have it? And why is it the next best thing since sliced bread? Good question. Uh, s- solar is an amazing industry, and it's been around for a long time. Um, 40 years ago, um, a company like ours was Solar Heart of Central California out of Clovis, and that's a company that our company bought. So we have a background specifically in solar. And what we had done then was did, we did the solar panel that had two panels on it with a tank, and it made like hot water for people that had propane out in the country. We still do that. And before that, well, think about like the space shuttle up in space and how that thing's staying up there. Not the shuttle, but the uh, space station. Mm-hmm. So there's panels opening up like every day working all around the world on satellites. That's how they're powered. So uh, they're not brand specific and they work. So solar is definitely a field to stay. And there's a future in the battery industry. So that's like another mm-hmm. thing that's up and coming is besides solar, you've got batteries. Okay. And I've been hearing a lot about that lately, that uh, battery store, uh, storing the energy in a battery. And why do we need to do that? You wonder, right? Everyone's like, what's that for? Well, well I, 
I was just wondering that. So, so we're going to have to really that? get down to the basics now. So it comes down to your need as a homeowner for electricity. And the problem is that our local utility continues to raise its rates and not manage its money in a way that makes it feasible for us to live nice, have a nice lifestyle. So they've increased the prices so high, we have to put solar on our house to be able to save money on our electric bills. And what's happening is the future is the rates are going to continue to climb at a mild pace. Even if you have solar, you're going to need to have uh, a battery and you know, some kind of backup and some kind of uh, power to take care of the peak time. Because now you remember the days when we had like peak and off peak. Oh, yeah. Well, we're back in that now. So even if you don't have solar today, next year you're going to have a peak and off peak bill. And of course, PG&E is going to tell you, or your utility, if you're in uh, Edison territory, they're going to tell you, and Edison's already on the peak and off peak, they're going to tell you that it's like better for you, and it could be, but a lot of times it's better for the utility company mm -hmm. for, the, for them. So it's a way that they're going to manage like your billing. So your peak rates, say 40, 49 cents a kilowatt hour. Well, during the day, it's only like 26, 27 cents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we want to keep you like at the lower option. Well, when you have solar, your rate's like 13, 14 cents if you own a solar system. So you're able to have like a way lower advantage. So you want to be able to capture the energy that you get. You have to do it through your solar panel to a battery if you decide to go the battery route. And it's still a few years away. It's in development. Uh, but what's going to happen is you can capture that electricity during the the, the the daytime hours between 10 and 3 or 4, and then you can release it in the uh, late afternoon, evening from four to eight is when your peak or five, they're gonna even make a five to nine, that's the future, there's gonna be a plan C, but you really wanna have your solar system capturing electricity during the daytime and releasing it in as early as possible so you can save that, that money if you do the battery thing. Okay, now I have a very basic question and you're gonna say, God, how did this guy get on the show? <laughs> but um, here's a very basic question, you said, uh, it could be 13 cents a kilowatt hour. Now, if you own the system, who are you paying that 13 cents to? So PG&E bills you no matter what. We're just doing the math and we're breaking this down. Uh, you have to buy electricity from PG&E. So there's an offset or a transfer. So it comes down to math where we're going to calculate how much electricity do you need for your household. So we're going to ask you things like, do you plan on getting an electric car? Um, do you have a swimming pool? And we're going to recommend the utility uh, bill that's going to be best for you, like, you know, say in a few years, in addition to like where you're at today. So if you need a little bit more. So here's the newest thing. I'm going to take a sidebar and just tell you about the California Solar Consumer Protection Guide. There's a brand new guide that's out that's required for you to read and at least have it for 48 hours before you sign a contract. And that just went into effect uh, about, September, about October 1st, or it was Monday, when this came out. So now everybody's going to get emailed this with their proposal, and they're going to have time to look it over. And it explains, like, the different ways that, solar, that you can get solar. And it'll explain, you know, the PPA, the lease, and the purchase, which are the three major ways. That PPA you can being a power purchase agreement. Power purchase agreement and a lease. Now, those are good products for certain people, but they don't any, add any value to your home. So a purchase will add value to your home. And yeah. that's what most people, and that's all I, our company tends to do is we do 
uh, sales. So we want people to own it. So there's good and bad in all three of them. And Consumer Reports is a good guide for you know how all that works okay and in another segment as we get down the road on this show i kind of want to break down the pros and the cons of ownership power purchase agreement and leasing because there's going to be not one is going to be right for everybody i mean for some people a lease might be the best option for them um for others purchasing might be so We'll break that down more so we can see the difference in how do you go about obtaining this and paying for it. But um, let's get back to the basics, and that is um, kilowatts, kilowatt hours. Um, what? Okay, so how big is that? Everybody has a meter on their house, and you see that meter used to spin. Remember the days when the meter spun to the right really fast when you had your air on and all that? So you can go outside and you can look at the meter and there's dots now and they move to the right. And the more power you're using, the quicker that runs. So those are running kilowatt hours. So that's K with a W and then an H. So that's kilowatt hours. That's the measurement that PG&E uses. And then uh, when we do solar, we put it in terms of kilowatts. So that's just K, KW, kilowatts. Okay. So, um, so you're going to have a solar panel that makes so many watts. So let's say you get a panel that has, you know, a few years back, they were 290 watts or 310. Now we can do like 330 to 300 or to 400 watts. So you can get a bigger panel nowadays. So, but you're going to make like so much electricity like in an hour or in a day. So your house, typical house will run about eight kilowatts of electricity, which will cover, we can take that, we have a factor that we can use we can take that, 8 kilowatts will equal about 12,000 kilowatt hours. So that's for your home for the whole year based on that measurement. You said something earlier that uh, I, I kind of liked, and you said a lot of this is about the math. It's math. Yeah. And, um, maybe, and when it comes down to owning a home, you know, making that decision to buy a home, yeah, it's about the math a little bit, but it's also about your personal goals and what you want to provide for your family. It, it's not, you know, if you were to say, well, gosh, I'm paying $1,100 a month in rent, and if I were to buy a comparable home, it would be $1,200 a month. It's a okay. good deal. Yeah, right, yeah, buy the house. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Be, because there's a personal usage to it. Um, and it's probably easy to get, emotional about a home I, I know I get emotional about the home I grew up in um, but it's probably not so easy to get emotional about your solar panel <laughs> so, hey you never thought of that did you <laughs> only when you see a big bill because you had what do you call it a true up yeah. all of a sudden you got a true up so we got to talk about that today too Don oh yeah yeah that was one of my questions what in the world is a true up and why do some people brag that they only have $12 on their true up bill and I've seen some be $2000. So we got to talk about all this stuff in this hour. We got a lot to talk about. I know. And we got to pack in several commercial breaks. Let's get one of those out of the way right now. So let's go to our first commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN.
Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio, where here comes the sun. And uh, here today helping us out is John Labeco of Soltec Energy, and he's helping us understand the sun and and, uh, how we can better use it, like the astronauts are, right? (laughs) And um, so let me take this back to the very basics. So as a realtor, I go out to a home and they say, yeah, we're, we're considering selling it. Uh, what do we got to do? And oh, by the way, we have solar on there. And um, I said, okay, well, let's let's find out about that solar system because that's part of marketing it, marketing the home because that is now a major component uh, of of the property. So too often, people say, well, my PG&E bill was three hundred dollars a month. Now I'm paying $200 a month. But a PG&E bill is gas and electric. So you're not doing anything to the gas. So I think uh, when a person analyzes this, they have to look at the electric portion of it. So for John, I I brought along a bill that I happened to have found in the pay bill stack uh, at home. And, And can you break that down? Yeah, absolutely. So and, I'm just and can you help pay for it? I can't help you pay for it. I can't help anybody pay for it. So sometimes we ask if we could keep the bill if they go solar because it's required by the utility company that we turn that in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that doesn't mean we want the information that we're going to pay the bill. We just want to be able to uh, have it so that when you go solar, we've got, like, everything that we need because it's required to to turn one in. <laughs> so nobody wants to uh, take your PG&E bill and pay it for you. I promise that. All right. So, uh on the bill, one of the basic things that you see is uh, uh, a kilowatt hour, like how it's billed. And in this example here, it's 22 and 28 cents per kilowatt hour. And they give you like so much at that at that rate. And then after that, you go up to a, uh, it was 40 cents last year, and it's a 49 cents this year. And it's a big triangle you see. And that means like super high usage. So if you don't hit that in the summertime, that's a wonderful thing. But a lot of people are because they can't control like how much electricity they're making because they want to be cool. And, you know, we're just part, part of that state that, that needs to do that. So um, run our like, run our uh, air conditioner. So um, in this example, it says 719 total usage for kilowatt hours. So um, I can tell Most you... Most of that was my wife, by the way. Yeah. When you no, st- I, I turned the lights off, promise. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when you, uh, I started in the industry in 2013... We're just going to compare. It was 13 cents for tier one, and now it's 22. And so then 13 cents to 22 cents. It went from 13 to 22. And then uh, the second tier is 18 back in 2013, and now it's 28. Okay. And then they had two more tiers. So that, like, if you went over the, you know, 700 kilowatts they gave you for those two tiers, then you ran into like 27 and say 32. So what they've done now is just knocked it down to two tiers with a third tier of an emergency high rate Mm -hmm. that that you could hit. So that's... How how long is... uh, Are those rates guaranteed? That 22 cents for tier one? So this is all changing, and we're going into this peak now. So now you're going to have like a peak rate and an off-peak rate and then kind of a partial peak rate. So when your utility company goes to the PUC and says, hey, this is going to be our new rates, 
How long is that good for? Like one year or? It changes every six months. For some reason, they found a wonderful way to raise the gas price just before the winter. And then just before the air conditioning goes on in the summertime, it seems that the the power company makes a way to raise the electric rate too. So it's a twice a year and it's been averaging like three to 10% in terms of rate increases. So we've seen our bills double and triple here in California just in the, in the last uh, several years. Okay, and then if you do a solar contract, you kind of have a fixed uh, amount for, for a longer period of time, right? So you're, you're basically buying into like a 25 year program where you're gonna be able to manage like your electrical rate. So mm -hmm. a PPA will tell you, hey, we're gonna be able to get your electric rate for 16, 17 cents, but they raise it a certain amount of points like every year. So it might go up uh, you know, a quarter of a penny every year. So in 25 years, it might, might, might be 30 cents. Mm -hmm. So they'll start you like at 15 and it goes to 30 maybe in, in, in the 20-year uh, period that they do PPAs. Okay, because I'm going to make an analogy here, and that is to a mortgage. So if you're on the basic grid that uh, our utility company offers, and here locally, PG&E, uh, well, there's a lot of listeners that are going to be in the Southern Cal Edison area too. Exactly. But um, that's like a adjustable rate mortgage because you don't know what your rate's going to be five years from now or six months from now. Well, you, it, do, it, you do get an idea, though. They, they'll tell you, like, hey, it's going to go up a quarter of a point every, every no, year. No, no, I mean, right? a, 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 not on a solar program. Right, but on your, right, right, back to the housing, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, you so have you, no idea. So you don't know what it's going to be, whereas um, if you get into a, I'll call it a fixed rate with, with a solar company, then you do know that, okay, in year 10, this is what I'm gonna be charged. That's right, so here's the thing about the PPA and the lease that you have to be weary of or just be aware of. Mm -hmm. They all tell you like in, in the 20th year that you can own the system, but there's a payoff. But they don't tell you like how much it is. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah, or we'll come get it. Do you really think they wanna come get the solar panels and take them off their roof and take them to a recycling place? No, they want to keep your panels on your roof forever, so they'll give them to you for, you know, a fraction of what you paid for your solar system. But they all have this, you know. They're betting you're probably not going to be in that house, or you're just going to pay maybe it's three to five thousand dollars. But you got to add that in your mind onto like your contract and go, wow, add all these numbers up. Holy cow, we are paying a lot because it's 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 not a fixed cost. You don't know what that is. Mm. So when, when you purchase, you know everything up front, like all the details, like how much it is, and then you can either pay cash or finance it, of course. So of those, what I have, 179 kilowatt hours used, uh, what, what's the biggest user? I'm gonna assume the air conditioner. The air conditioner, but the most common one is your swimming pool pump. So we recommend changing out to a variable speed pool pump. We have, there's four speed pumps that are out there, and they're roughly around $1,500 to $2,000 to have installed and purchase. And they're well worth it because uh, a bill of $140 a month in the wintertime could go down easily $30 to $40. And then in the summertime, you know, if you don't have solar, 
you take off about 40 bucks a month to 50 bucks a month on that bill because people, you know, run their pools a lot more in the summertime because they're swimming. Mm -hmm. So uh, the variable speed pool pumps are definitely like one of the biggest utilities because they run six to eight hours every day. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, the air conditioner, that's another category of energy that um, is, is used. And, and it's roughly... Uh, I want to say thirty, uh, say about three, three to five bucks an hour f to run your uh, air conditioner. Mm -hmm. So you can thirty bucks a day some days. So here, here's another good one that I see a lot as a realtor. Um, somebody has a brand spanking new energy efficient refrigerator inside, but they were only going to get fifty bucks for the old one, so they put it in the garage. And they run it there thinking, hey, I can keep my, my cold drinks out there for the football game on Sunday. Um, but those things can really suck up the energy, right? If they're old, yeah. you got to look for that energy star. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So um, part of the new program that um, the disclaimer that the uh, state has put out, which is, you know, the mandate that you, uh, if you're looking into solar, you, you read this document, um, it does go into some details about, um, things like that. Mm -hmm. So you can be aware of, uh, you know, change all your, your uh, you know, do your windows, do everything you can to make your house more energy efficient before you get solar or let the solar rep know so you can take that into account that like we're going to get new windows, we're getting a new air conditioner, we're going to get the pool pump. So we can like deduct that from how much electricity we think you're going to use. So in, in the case of like needing a 12K system, uh, or I'm sorry, a 12,000 kilowatts hours of electricity, which is an eight kilowatt system. You know, if we can make that a seven kilowatt system and remove four to six panels, you're going to save some money. So you're getting a smaller electricity uh, bill because you've made your house more energy efficient. And we're all for that. Like we want to help you get solar if that's the right thing for you. And we're not, the goal is not to sell like the largest solar system possible. PG&E doesn't let us do that anymore. Mm -hmm. We have to stay within like 125% of your usage. And if it goes too big, we have to explain like, hey, they're getting two electric cars or whatever their situation is. They're going to, you know, out in the country, you're going to be building another building, that kind of thing. So that's a good question. Electric cars. Are, I, I'm going to assume that has got to be a, a major user of electricity. It is because you're not going to be able to have to go to the gas pump and spend four or five bucks a gallon now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yesterday I bought gas and I got to thinking, is this the highest it's ever been? I remember back in 2008, I believe, when gas went up to about 450 a gallon. Um, and now yesterday I paid about a little over 450. So, um, yeah. And it's not even the beginning of summer. This is going into winter or fall season and they're charging that much more money. So that mm -hmm. typically would mean like next summer, the rates could be outrageous. So hopefully they can do something about this. Yeah. And, and um, this all reminds me of what a friend told me one time. It do doesn't matter how much money you make, it's how much you keep that's important. So if you can find ways to save money and, and keep what you do make, you're gonna be ahead. Exactly. So let me go back to um, the solar bill. Okay. Because we got a little off track. But when we look, at, I'm sorry, the electric bill. I'm used bill. to that. Let's look at the electric bill. So on the electric bill, 
there's a little summary that all of you have in your electric bill if you don't have solar, and it says on there, it's not the part that says the electrical charges, but it's a summary that says generation, distribution, transmission, and a whole bunch of fees on there. So there's a, a bunch of little fees that are s small, little taxes and things like that. But you, you have these categories of generation. So on this bill I'm looking at, it says like 200 bucks for generation, uh, $54 for transmission, and $22 for distribution. So that is the gist of like the electric bill. So when you go solar, you're generating it like at your own house, right? And then um, you're basically, you know, there's a little transmission fee, but you're, you're, you're generating it, making this electricity yourself. So there's an exchange. So I want to tell you that PG&E pays you a little bit more money. So if I were to put like three pennies on the table, that's probably about how much it costs to like really make a kilowatt hour, okay? And they charge like this 22 cents or 40 cents, you know, in the peak time. So what happens is this, this three cents, they're going to buy it for a little bit more than what you pay for it, like at their cost. So you're not going to get like a bunch of money back. For, for it, but because of this exchange where they can take that electricity and use it elsewhere, you're now able to uh, have your solar system produce the energy so that you have like the lower bill. So that's mm -hmm. the advantage to the whole program is having enough kilowatt hours and being sized correctly so that that exchange occurs so that your bill is minimal. And there's no such thing now as a zero electric bill. There's a thing called NEM, which is the net energy metering, which is the billing cycle that you go on to where you have a true up. And what they do is they calculate your whole bill for the whole year, just like kind of maybe how you do with like your sales when you look at like, hey, how well did I do this year? Uh, everybody looks at like their income and go, how did, how did I do this year compared to last year, that kind of thing. So you do that with the electricity that you make versus what you use. And if you make more than you use, then you get like a, a small credit. Well, they can't pay you cash. They just don't give away cash. So what they do you don't want to overpay them, by the way, but if you uh, have a credit, they'll apply it to your gas bill. Mm -hmm. And it'll be small, but it'll count for something. Okay, let's hold on to these thoughts because we do have to go to another commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Thank you. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio, explaining a lot to me about and to all of us about solar is John Labeco of Soltech um, Industries. Industries. There you go. I said it wrong the first time. That's huh? okay. Soltech Industries out of Clovis. Soltech, yeah. And I like that that it's local. You um, betcha. Yeah. So, all right. Um, in the last segment, we were talking a lot of talking a lot about bills and what adds to them. And I'm looking, you're showing me a bill right now. There's a 50, almost $55 fee for transmission, another 22 for distribution. And it looks like just a typical bill. And then nuclear decommissioning. So there's a lot of add-on fees. Yeah, those are small. But the main one is that generation one that says 196 bucks in this one. See that one right oh, there? Oh, yeah. So that's uh, almost 200 bucks for generation. So what happens when you go solar is you're generating and you're, you're creating it like on your own roof. So all this stuff goes away. So, you, you... so if you get solar on, on your property, then that stuff goes away. 
Yeah. So okay. you're you're able to like wipe all that out, and then you're generating it yourself. PG&E pays you a little bit more than what they pay to create a kilowatt hour. One of the questions you had asked me is like, well, how is electricity generated? So mm-hmm. you know, some places use the ocean, but we use the the mountains, like from Edison Lake down to Shaver Lake. There's like hydro generation, and they're running water down and up, back and forth, like at night, and that's. Mm-hmm creating electricity and they're capturing that and sending it down here. So they're generating it for us and that's what you're paying for. So you just generate it on your own roof with solar and that's where the uh, you see like the significant savings. Okay. If the math works, and that's the whole key. Remember we talked about it's yeah. math. You gotta sit down with somebody who will show you how the math works. And if it doesn't work with math, of course you're not gonna get it. You have to see the savings so that you can you know, help your family free up some extra money. Um, and you have to have the credit to qualify or the cash, one of the two. So, okay, that brings out a good question for me. How, how do you calculate how many panels you need up there? So that's, that's basically the math, you know, like we look at like how much electricity you use. So we find out you use, back to our example, 12,000 kilowatt hours. And we look at um, how big a solar system that calculates out to about eight kilowatts. And then we just look at like how powerful the electric, or sorry, the solar panels are. So we can just do the math and get you like, you know, basically 360 watts times three is roughly, you know, close to a thousand. So there's, you know, 1000 kilowatts like right there. So take that times eight. So you need like 24 panels in this example. So 24 panels. And so what the solar companies do is they're charging you how much it costs for the entire job, it's called a watt rate. And you wanna make sure that they tell you how much a watt your solar system costs. So typically in Fresno, um, five years ago, the rate was like you know $4 to $5 a watt. It was pretty expensive to get solar. Nowadays, it's you know 260 to 350, let's say a watt. So it all depends on the solar panel and the installation. So the purchase that we have to do and the installation that we have to do. And of course, you know, we don't make mistakes. We have the latest technology. I just came from, I wanted to wait till today, of course, to, to see you guys, because I came from the, the solar show in Salt Lake City, where it was an international solar show, and we got up to date on all the 2020 equipment and what's coming out and all that neat stuff. So, you know, education's a big part of it, along with this math. Yeah, so let me go to the math, because yes, I sir. see, from the real estate side, I see this a lot. So you have a single person living in the home. They don't use a lot of electricity because it's one person in this home. Um, but a new fa- and let's say they have solar up there that is sufficient for them. So five years ago, somebody did the math, said, okay, this is what you need. Now a new family moves into that home. They got four kids, six people living in there, uh, plans to... Um, build a swimming pool how easy is it to add or i'll even ask to subtract from the system so typically you're not going to take anything off nobody wants to like take any off but uh to help people to be able to assess like you know their future growth um you're we're gonna that's gonna be a big market for um a lot of companies that are going to be around with solar in the in the future because um, not every company is going to do the uh, work with the contractors and get involved in selling solar uh, with the new mandate for solar being required on new housing. So they're slapping on panels, say they get six to 12 panels on a, on a new house, and that doesn't cover 
enough for the house. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like what your example is. Yeah. Or, you know, you're saying, hey, we're going to grow our family or, or we just bought this house and there's only six panels or 12 panels. And our bill is, you know, we have a $2,000 true up. So what we do is we can, we can get the PG&E bill and we can look and see like how big the true up is. And then we can calculate how much more electricity they need. And then we can add on to it. So if you have a PPA, for example, that you got from your uh, builder, and you need more solar because you have a true up, you could do one of two things. You could contact the builder, whoever sold that PPA, you could add panels on and then you still have an electric panel or electric payment forever because you're adding onto that one. It'd be like a new contract on top of it. Or you could choose to purchase some panels and own that. And yes, you can have like multiple solar systems on your house. It's been done before. I'm going to see somebody Monday night that that needs to add on to their existing uh, solar system and they have a PPA, but they want to buy it because they don't want to be trapped in like monthly payments forever. I just ran into that. I went out to a property. um, It's out in the country. There's two homes on there and then they have a lot on the exterior of the home. But anyway, they have three different solar contracts. So that surprised me. Yeah, it happens. I, I have one customer who has three on their house three different like i put the third one on there they just purchased it so okay so it is possible it is. and practical to add to a system uh probably not to subtract uh, and by subtracting here's another analogy every once in a while you get a client who said you know i'm never going to use that swimming pool again i might just want to uh, fill it in that's a hard one to do <laughs> <laughs> never came across that but I don't see people taking off electricity. People tend to want like more electricity, thinking that it'll yeah. save them more money. But back to remember the electric bill we were talking about. Um, we left off that um, you have to pay PG&E something. So what they do on this net energy metering program that we have now is they charge around ten dollars a month, ten to fifteen, depending on like what area that you're in. But there's a meter fee, so you can never have like a zero PG&E bill if you're new signing up for solar since maybe two or three years ago. Okay, let me ask this, and this is about the true up bill. I'd like for you to explain what the true up is. And is this a a proper way to look at it? That your primary source of electricity would be your solar panels, but plan B, if if you use too much, more than you're producing, is you will now tap into the utility. Correct. So, and, and that's where the true up bill comes. Exactly. So the, where the true up comes from is the term, it starts with the PTO, which is the permission to operate. So that's the day that everybody waits for their solar system to get turned on. It's an exciting day for most homeowners yeah. because they're waiting like, okay, I want to see like my electricity working. And we all have apps now on our phones and, and our inverter companies, which is really important. They... Um, allow you to be able to access your solar system and you can see like how each panel's doing. So you can look every day or we recommend at least once a week, you always wanna make sure your solar system's working. So you wanna look at it like once a week and you wanna see how well it's doing. So this PTO is the day your system gets turned on. So when I go back out and see my customers after they get solar, I bring them a, a warranty packet where they get all the warranties and everything in writing and like a nice homeowner's packet, we call it like our walkthrough. And um, we show them, hey, your system got turned on 
10-4. That was yesterday. I love that. 10-4, good buddy. Yeah. So yesterday your solar system got turned on and it was 10-4. So that's your permission to operate date. Well, going forward every year, that becomes your true update too. So your true update would be 10-4. So a true up bill is once a year. Once a year. And it's how much did you, and it's the day your system got turned on the very first time. And it's how much did you make versus how much did you use. And then you either pay the difference or you get a small, you'll get some kind of credit. So if you have a house with propane and you're out in the country and you're electric only, you don't pay a gas bill. So if you overpaid them by $200, that means that like you have to wait like a whole year before you can get that $200 applied. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, the true up is an annual thing. So you could pay that minimum like $10 a month, which would be $120 a year. So I tell my customers typically send in 200 bucks for the whole year. Mm-hmm. if they got 100% solar. So if you're getting a true up bill and it's substantial, let's say $1,500, uh, and I have seen some like that, does that mean your system? there's something wrong with your system? No, if you're, if you're monitoring it correctly by checking it like at least once a week, you'll know that, you know, because the, the, it's color-coded and you can see like if a panel's not working, it's going to turn black. Just like every night, your solar system turns off. So it turns on during the morning, turns off at night, and you're able to tell um, how well it's doing. Okay, one quick question before we go to our next commercial break. Should solar panels be cleaned? Absolutely. Okay, because I've heard people say, oh, no, my solar company said don't touch it. Um, Yeah, just when they're dirty. Yeah, and they're going to get dirty because of the... Particles in the air, yeah. Um, Plus, nothing looks worse than to pull up to a home with nice curb appeal, and you got these soot-covered panels on the front of the house. I'd say call somebody and get those cleaned. Yes, and that's why you want to call somebody, because if you use hard water and you don't dry them, you're going to have hard water stains on your solar panels, and that's bad. So you definitely want to have somebody clean them professionally, or you can do them yourself. Mm-hmm. But you got to make sure you dry them. Okay. Thank you. And with that, we're going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, and here in the studio is John Labeco of Soltec, and he's been explaining all about solar. So now that I know all these really, really good things about solar, let me ask you, how do you go about getting it? And I understand you can outright purchase it, you can lease it, and you can do a thing called a power purchase agreement. So let's go through the pros and the cons. And remember, not everything, not one thing is good for everybody. So for some people, leasing might be the way to go. For others, ownership might be, or the PPA. John, I'm going to leave it to you. So why don't we start off with leasing? What are the pros and the cons of leasing? You know, I've, I don't do those, to tell you the truth. But um, what I understand is if you are, say you're 70 years old and you're retired, and you want a solar system, and maybe you're going to leave the house to the family, and you can are the only person that can get it in your name, you may be able to get a, a nice low installment 
on on a lease, and that's what people are looking mainly for is a low installment. Mm-hmm. Low and monthly payment. Low monthly payment. So that would probably the, be the biggest benefit to like a lease. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know too much about them. And, and I know that my f- friends in real estate tell me that they do transfer easy, so they like those. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the easiest ways to transfer a deal is through a lease. But again, for you real estate professionals out there, you want to try to get that information before you do your transaction and before you get too involved to make sure that person's going to qualify because, you know, you got to run their credit and somebody else is going to underwrite that. Right. Now, there are a couple types of leases out there um, that are most real estate agents will tell you are very troublesome when it comes to transferring. And if you're never going to transfer the home, never going to sell it, and you're never going to refinance it just because you're paying 5% interest rate and the rates have now dropped to 3 that and you, but you say, no, I'm still not going to do it. There, There's a um, type of lease where they put it on the property taxes. Well, the problem with that, it, it, and by the way, the some of the advertisements say it costs you nothing. It's a government program. Well, the only way the government's involved is because they're collecting it on the property taxes for you. So, But new lenders will not give a loan on that because you've got a property tax that's on steroids. And um, maybe the property taxes used to be $2,000 a year, and all of a sudden it jumps to 5000 a year. So how free was that? So that's the biggest red flag, and that's why the new consumer data has come out with this uh, information that we have to give to you, and we ask you to read this stuff for 48 hours and get familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because of those types of loans, I think there was a HERO program, or they, you know, whatever they claim it is, these are people PACE program, they come to your door, try to sell you solar and tell you, you don't have to worry about anything. The the reason that it's a shock to people is that because it goes through the property taxes, it takes like 18 months before your payments due. But they're billing you for the whole 18 months. You don't know that when you get your bill, you're like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So it's devastated a lot of people. And of course, it's hard to transfer those. So that Mm -hmm. um, is something that, you know, we are trying not to become a buyer beware industry by giving you this information like up front and it tells you like, you know, the lease, the PPA and that program there, that PACE program, and then the purchase. So we're, I'm a firm believer in the purchase because according to consumer reports, which some of us read, that is the best way to get a solar system is to outright own it. And of course, there's goods and bads about selling your house in a short time period Um, if you do purchase it because you've made this investment. So what I've read and what I've seen is if you can have three summers in your house, you're going to save like the most money if you do a purchase. So if you have to move in the fifth year or fourth year, that's probably okay because it might add three to 4% value by having solar on it. Now, Mm solar is not brand specific. I do want to cover this because there's some companies out there that claim their panels are better than everybody else's. You know, when that um, space station opens up its panels, you know, to get light when the sun hits it, it doesn't have a brand name on it. So solar works, and there's a 25-year warranty in California that's required on the inverter and the solar panels. So it's just a matter of if you want to pay more for a high-quality system and a brand name versus, uh, you know, maybe a different brand that's not so popular, but it has a warranty. Are they like other appliances where by the 20th year, they, they, they're not producing like they used to? They do degrade somewhat so, but most of the newer panels now, 
about an 86% efficiency, and two years ago it was like 80%. So with the improvements that are going on, you're definitely getting like a better solar panel today than you were like a year or two ago. And that's fair. I, I, I don't get quite the gas mileage I used to out of my car now that I uh, went over 100,000 miles. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I guess that's fair. It is a man-made item. So, yeah. um, okay, so leasing, um, less cost and out-of-pocket cost is a, a lower a, a lower payment. It does increase a certain percentage like every year, so you will pay a little bit more. And then, like I mentioned earlier, you do get that surprise uh, in the 20th year, like how much more is it going to be mm-hmm. to buy it outright. So you do have to buy it outright, and they don't give you that number. So that's probably the, the biggest negative. Okay, now... Um, Let's move on to a power purchase agreement. What are the pros and cons of that? So when I started in solar six or seven years ago, we would go door to door. Uh, We had segways. We made it a lot of fun. So we'd cruise around door to door and talk to people. And they weren't familiar with solar then. But um, we got them familiar with it. And we did PPAs. And the key to a PPA is getting the rate at a very low rate. Like if you can get 13 or 14 or 15 cents a kilowatt, that's a great PPA. If, if it's 24 cents, it's not a good buy for you. Um, so you want to try to get that as low as possible. Um, they do transfer, but um, they are the same thing. They go up a little bit every year. And then there's uh, at the 20th year, you have to pay it off or they say they'll come take it off your roof. And I know they don't want to come take it off your roof. So is this a fair way to say it? A power purchase agreement is you're letting somebody create their own utility on your roof and you've given given them the irrevocable right to have that on your property on your roof and you pay for the electricity that it makes so people think in the summertime their bill is going to be lower but you actually pay more in the summertime for your electricity because you make more in the in the summer okay all right that that makes sense and um so that that may be a good but is it easy to transfer on a sale it's all based on credit so that's you know the big dilemma why those real estate agents are kind of scared of solar and we want to just encourage you not to be scared you know your solar reps can help you Um, I've had my card in the office for five years at the uh, far office there to let people know as an affiliate with uh, the industry that uh, we can help you so don't be afraid to call somebody who understands solar if you need some help because you need to get the contract and you need to find out what they have. And don't wait. Don't make that the last thing you do on your transaction mm-hmm. as a real estate professional because if the credit fails, you've lost like everything. So yeah. you want to try to get that in the beginning. And yeah, you might have to be a little more assertive, but you want to find out what what that is and, and address it up front. Okay. And we just have a short time left, but what's the pros and cons of owning it? So owning it, it's it's like owning your house. You've built equity. It has some value. So that's the good news. You want to do things that have value um, and build equity in your home and owning a solar system outright. Used to be we'd see houses for sale and it would say, you know, it might say solar and that's a good thing. And then it says solar owned. Well, that's a wonderful thing. So anybody out there that's buying a house, if you get a, get a solar owned solar system, you've just eliminated a big portion of your electric bill. Okay. And of course, if you own it, you can either pay cash for it or you can go get a loan on it, maybe a home equity loan. Or there's some solar loans that are terrific, like 1.99, 2.99 financing on 10 and 15 years. So there's really good deals out there. So if you're looking for solar, hopefully you'll call me. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. John Labeco of Soltech. 
Thank you for your help today. I, I know I understand solar a lot better, and um, so I hope our listeners do too. And thank you for coming in, and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. Have a great day.